Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The captain delivers late in Game 7. The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, 50th of the year. It's exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. Zach Hyman finds the rebound. Yeah, my name called by the weather there. It's a pretty surreal moment, and you know a dream come true. Jay Woodcroft has done an amazing job. The people in our organization got a taste for playing hockey in the month of June, but I don't think anybody's satisfied with just that. Connor McDavid has won the Battle of Alberta for Edmonton in overtime. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Today, some BC rock and roll ahead of the Oilers and Vancouver Canucks tomorrow on 6.30, Chad. This is Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott alongside Cam Moon this afternoon as the regular host of this program joins the Oilers in the airplane en route to BC's West Coast. Oilers Now brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax with World of Spas, Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming off a great game. Cam's always bringing the energy, but I imagine particularly today, Mooner, you got to be buzzing after that big win last night. It had it all. We had we had fights, we had disputes, we had scrums, there were there was a oiler lead, that went away. We had some big saves both ends. Jack Campbell for Edmonton, Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa Bay. There was a, a vibe, an energy in the building. All of it. And an amazing goal by Connor McDavid that held up as the game winner. <laughs> I yeah, it was. We we're touching all the bases in that game last night. That's right. We've got the bingo card, the playoff yeah. hockey bingo card, as it were. And I think that a lot of those spaces were stamped after that game last night. And, and the thing is, is they didn't play San Jose like that. You know, it was a team that, yeah. that is the upper echelon of the National Hockey League that they knew by their own admission was going to be a big test coming into Edmonton's barn last night. And, and defending Rogers' place has been a point of emphasis 
recently well they got tested and while they bent they didn't break and I think that that's got to go a long way five wins in a row we're talking about now and and that's quite the way to punctuate it yeah when it was when it got to 3-3 after that it was a 3-1 Oiler lead it gets to 3-3 now you're you're at the point where which way is this thing going to swing and that's the way it was through 40 so the Oilers had a period to win a period and win a game situation which they've been pretty good I want to say they're seven and two now when tied after 40 minutes but Tampa was also pretty strong I want to say nine and four before last night so nine and five now when tied after 40 so it was it was there in the balance and what are you going to do in that final 20 minutes what what needs to happen and they played well uh, when they got the lead I thought defensively they they played well too against a, a Tampa team that as we know has been to the Stanley Cup three years in a row but there's so much depth on that club like you look right through the lineup and a big physical D to deal with and Edmonton found a way. And it's it's scoring depth, but it's also team toughness that was coming right from the top. Nikita Kucherov with a big, uh, I don't consider it a legal check on Evander Kane in front of the uh, the Bolts bench there when he checked him from behind there. But It was right in the numbers. Uh, it was right yeah. in the numbers, you know what I mean? But there you go. You've got uh, one of the top 10 scorers in the league in Nikita Kucherov engaging physically. It's something that was sort of the plight, I guess, of Oilers fans for a little bit through the beginning part of the season. But that's another game last night where you cannot tell me that team toughness hasn't rounded into form. We were talking a few weeks ago about the Oilers not having anybody to answer the bell. And you look in the penalty box last night, and there's Darnell Nurse, Evander Kane, <laughs> Clem Costin, who had just gone toe-to-toe with Maroon at center ice to start the second period. That was awesome, by the way. And you still had Vinny DeHarnay sitting there on the bench. This is a very different roster makeup than it was even two, three weeks ago, Cam. And they've been able to to really have sort of a groundswell of their own players help round this out yeah it's great that Evander Kane is back in I mean I don't think this soon coming back after that injury you want him getting into fights Uh, so I I would think that that's probably a no-go but you add Vinny DeHarnay who brings a physical presence and uh, you know if he gets into it that's a long reach to deal with I don't think that would be a lot of fun Clem Costin has become almost like a like a cult hero. Totally here in Edmonton with his he's scoring goals. He's got a tremendous shot, but he's taken the body. He's willing to to drop the gloves and stand up for teammates like he did last night, and that was that was a good tilt with uh, Patrick Maroon. That that has endeared him to the uh, to the Oiler faithful here in Oiler Nation and that is so good to see like just you know uh, what a what a guy like he is he has become uh, and and it's still gonna grow and he's found a place it was certainly on that line oh Matthias Janmark wasn't in the lineup last night but uh, with uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and uh, Clem Costin and Matthias Janmark it's been a tremendous line so yeah that then that changes the whole look of it doesn't it and you talk about it, like in the last you know, I, I know Costin's been here for a while, but his his legend is is really just just beginning right now. 
um, it, it makes the Oilers a lot more difficult to play against, I find. Mm -hmm. And the lineup decisions are getting more and more difficult on a night-in, night-out basis, right into the goaltending position as well. Who do you take out of this lineup? You're five games in a row you, you've come out on the, on the winning end of. Jack Campbell started all five of those games in nets, so he's making a great case for more playing time. Soar forwards like Costin and defensemen like DeHarnay by making the simple play. How do you take anybody out of the lineup right now? So just keep the ball rolling while you can. And I'll tell you what, Vegas lost last night. Seattle ended up with both points and an overtime win. So that's unfortunate. But for the Oilers, they're closing the gap on the top of this division game by game now. And, and it's not taken very long as they've started to beat some of these opponents that, frankly, they were supposed to beat. Yeah. You know, well, you knew going into that road trip, where you're going through California and then ending in Vegas that um, you really wanted to have those middle two games, Anaheim and San Jose, which they did. Uh, had a tough one against the Kings. Give the Kings credit. They uh, capitalized with the man advantage. The Edmonton Oilers were unable to kill a penalty and unable to score on the power play, which uh, that hasn't been the case very often this season. And, and, and that's I'm saying about the power play. But on the PK side... It has trended up with the exception of a few games, and, and one of them was the L.A. game. But then to get that win in Vegas, you're starting to win games within your own division, and then a victory against Seattle once the team came back. You're going to close that gap awfully quick if you start beating those teams, especially the ones just slightly in front of you. And the Oilers have done that. And now, to me, when you look at the, at the Western Conference and the Pacific Division, in particular, it's it is wide open. I mean, Edmonton just three points out of the that first spot, and and who knows who knows how it goes from here on in. But and who gets hot out of these teams? And and I include uh, Colorado in that because they're with the amount of games they've played, they've played uh, four fewer than Edmonton. They still have some some opportunity to get into that playoff mix. It's going to be a great battle to the end, isn't it? Colorado rolling right now as well. They yeah. play in Vancouver tonight, hopefully wearing them down a little bit for the Oilers' cause, but three wins in a row for the Avalanche. And you, you mentioned it, Edmonton now sitting fourth place in the Pacific Division still, so they haven't made a ton of ground up there, but just three points back of now division leaders Vegas, who hold that uh, by the virtue of uh, one game in hand over Vegas. So 47 games played for Edmonton and L.A., there's 55 points for the Oilers, 56 for the Kings, and then just 58 for Vegas and Seattle. So it is stacked up at the top of this Pacific with uh, a lot of question marks. Question marks for Vegas's goaltending the rest of the way. Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill have absolutely exceeded expectations. I think Thompson's the all-star goalie for the Pacific Division alongside Stuart Skinner. That was not supposed to happen. Will that hold up the rest of the way? And for Seattle, they're exceeding a lot of expectations right now but without a lot of offensive firepower so if they don't add at the deadline is that sustainable point to all this being that Edmonton should still see the top of this division well within reach before the end of the season I think that's completely possible yeah if the Oilers can keep things rolling in this direction and have success against Seattle against Vegas against LA when you play them because it's awfully hard to catch those teams if you can't beat them when you play them but uh, the Oilers are right in that mix and further to your your goaltending question about Vegas the rest of the way 
Will Martin Jones continue yeah. at that same level that he has with the Seattle Kraken? It's been outstanding. I mean, I know that save percentage isn't ridiculously high or high at all, <laughs> but he's winning games and he, he's making those saves when they need it. And they've, hey, they, I didn't expect this out of Seattle after last year, the way things went uh, for them in their you know, their first year. But they have, uh, I'll give them credit, they have turned it around to go on that road trip and win seven out of seven. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how that, they pulled that off. That's hard to do. Like, just by by accident, you can easily lose a couple of those games. And, and they were down 2 nothing in Edmonton to start off that road trip and came back to win. So uh, I'll give the, the Kraken credit to this point, whether they can keep that up. That's another team that uh, I, you know, who knows? Can they? I, I'm not sure. But, yeah, Edmonton's closing the gap. And, uh, and Colorado's closing the gap which is going to make for interesting second half of the season. Yeah, it sure is. Let's call that our top story today. Edmonton closing the gap in the Pacific Division standings. Top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. It is a Friday, so you know you're going to hear from Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers coming up after the 12.30 news. We're going out to Vancouver because because what a mess it's been all season long. We'll uh, kind of sort through some of the weeds and get a bit of a preview of tomorrow night's game from uh, senior uh, director of, or pardon me, senior editor at the Athletic NHL, Israel Fair. He's been on the show before. We'll re-engage with him. No shortage of Canucks storylines. We'll just leave it there. At 1.35 today, we'll look at the Golden Bears weekend set. They are hosting the Saskatchewan Huskies in Canada West action. Always a great time at the Claire Drake. If you've got nothing better to do this evening, I suggest you find yourself a ticket and head on down. It's a great place to watch hockey. It really is. Uh, Great atmosphere. Uh, The hockey is amazing. Bears and Huskies is a tremendous rivalry as well. Should have some time today to open up the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline later on the show anyway. 780-496-0063. Country music star Gord Bamford taking the stage at the River Cree February 10th. River Cree Resort and Casino excitement. Bet on it. I think Gord's kid was drafted into the Western League if I'm not By Kamloops. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That would be why I knew that. Yeah, they're from Lacombe. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's what I wanted to tell you. Actually, find floors. This uh, text line's already buzzing. Keep them coming. 780-496-0063 is that number as well. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfindfloors.com for more. So you've heard our take on it. Let's hear how it sounded as Cam called the game last night on the Oilers radio network. We're in the audio vault now. Brought to you by Direct Workwear, featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. Derek Ryan to the blue line for Dayarnay. He'll shoot. Scores! Dayarnay let it go. That one was redirected in front of the net. Nugent Hopkins gets it free. Pass in front. Dreisaitl. Scores! Leon Dreisaitl wide open in front of the net. On the right wing. Gave it to Sorelli. Took to Lauren all alone off the post. But comes in front. Oh, the shot scores as Followed it up, and it goes just underneath Campbell and in. Goes off of Fogel. He's got it right corner. Looks in front of the net. The pass put just wide by Ryan. He scores! Zach Hyman found the 
brings it in over to the left side. One-timer scores. Stamkos on the one-time shot with a delayed penalty coming up. And the Oilers lead cut to 3-2. Nurse. Pass gets picked off by Stamkos. He'll give it to Point into the Oiler end. To Kucherov across the head. Minute in front to Point. He scores. Braden Point redirects the pass from Hedman on the left wing. Point. McDavid into the lightning zone down the right wing. He'll drive to the net. Save Vasilevsky. He scores. McDavid with the second opportunity puts it under Vasilevsky. And the Oilers are up. 4-3. I have a feeling you're going to see the Tampa Bay Lightning go upstairs on this one and say that McDavid jammed his stick in on Vasilevsky, impeding him from stopping the puck on the net drive. They're taking a long look at it right now. Like this was a goal all day 20 years ago, but I think this one may get challenged. Kucherov pulls it off the right wing corner to the blue line to Hedman over to Kucherov. In front of the net, off a stick. Hyman will get that to Drysaddle. He'll bring it out to center. Drysaddle to Hyman over the blue line. He scores! Zach Hyman with the empty netter! And that's how she ended last night in what was ultimately probably one of the most, if not the most entertaining games of the year. We've had a couple, and frankly, when you've got the, the TNT out on the ice that is the offensive firepower of McDavid, and now we're starting to see some of, maybe it's just the fact that we're at a stage of the season now where there's a little more animosity out there, and uh, and that's why we're seeing sort of an uptick in the last four or five games in, the, in what feels just like more intense hockey. I don't know about you, Cam, but obviously it started in that game against Los Angeles, and and there was plenty of, of built-in animosity after that playoff series. But Edmonton's almost been able to, you know, kind of ride that. It, it seemed to have galvanized them. And that's an area of the game where they're not losing that part anymore at all. It's obviously pretty significant. Oh, it is. And there there is more jam to the Oilers game now than there has been at any time, I think, in this season. And, and part of that is... The emergence of, of Clem Cost and getting Evander Kane back, Vinny D'Arnais being a part of the Oilers lineup. It, it, and not only do those guys uh, are able to put that uh, intimidation factor uh, towards the other team, it makes everybody else within your own team feel a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, a little bit more confident. And it shows that, and, and I thought that the game in L.A. was a good example. Oilers weren't going to win that game late. Uh, you, know, you, could, you knew that you weren't going to win, but they were going to stand up for themselves. And, and that sends a message within the room mm -hmm. that, hey, we're all in this together and we're going to stand up for one another and I've got your back, you have mine. And, and, and it's kind of taken off since then. So that's that's a positive and i really hope that continues connor mcdavid talking post game about what was a physical contest against the lightning uh costi leads the way there you know he he, he wants that um and it's uh, it's been impressive to really to really watch um you know he obviously takes on a, a big man there and you know nurse does the same and um Kaner is willing to do that um you know it's it's not uh i think some teams come in and think that they're gonna you know run us right out of the building uh, with physicality and you know, we got uh, we got the guys to uh, to stand in there.
The other thing that's happening right now, Cam, aside from the physicality, is this team's, as, as you sort of alluded to, they're hard to play against in the third period over the last five games. They're not surrendering a lot of goals at all. In fact, I'll credit Mark Spector with this. He was telling me last night um, that in the last five games that they've won, only three goals against in the third period, okay? And two of them have come, one with a 7-2 lead, I think, or made it like 7-1, and the other goal made it 6-2 or something along those lines. So not significant goals aside from the one so really you're talking about a five game span here where you've only surrendered one significant third period goal that's airtight defense and that's the kind of hockey that Edmonton had been striving for because you know the offense is going to be there so maybe that's truly where the corner has been rounded over the past five games is their ability to lock it down I would think there's something to that yes and they have been getting saves from Jack Campbell but they haven't been giving up great opportunities in those third periods and i don't know if that's a byproduct of addressing uh, seven defensemen and you can you know pare that down to the to the four or five that you really think are going that night and it'll give you the best chance of not just defending but but getting it out of your own end i mean the best way to defend is have that puck 200 feet away from your net and i, I know Derek Ryan had said something about that after the game last night and Edmonton's done a pretty good job of that of not of not sitting back of not just going into a to a shell but in fact trying to take that fight to the opposition in the third period even when they do have a lead that's I think that's a really good sign but yeah that the fact that they have been able to shut things down to the degree that they have in these third periods is a really good sign because as you know when you get to the postseason and you're up against, you're going to be up against a very good opponent and that that's I, that's an absolute critical part of winning games in the playoffs Zach Hyman talking last night as we round out the uh, direct workwear audio vault talking about combining a good start with a good finish great start uh, obviously a, a push back from a really good team over there to tie it up and then uh, Another really good third. I think that's the key is just stringing together those third periods, whether you're tied or you're up. Um, just, you know, and I think uh, protecting home ice. I think it's, you know, getting back to playing the right way on home ice, which is nice. So lots of good. We'll step out here on Oilers now for a quick break. Come back and we'll rattle off NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. It's Brendan Escott and Cam Moon with you today. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat. Welcome to the Friday Rave with Brendan and Cam. We're going to get into NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Light night in the league, just two games with Ottawa visiting Pittsburgh and Vancouver at home to Colorado again hoping the Avs can wear down the Canucks a little bit uh, Canucks hosting the Oilers tomorrow night on 630 Chad it's a 630 face-off so 8 p.m. puck drop Habs defenseman Michael Matheson fined $5,000 for interference on Eric Stahl last night a violent reverse hit knocks Stahl out of the game and frankly onto Dream Street Max Pacioretty left Carolina's game after a non-contact injury just returned from major knee surgery a couple of games ago was putting no weight on that leg on the way off 
So back to the injured reserve for the 34-year-old American there. Bakersfield playing the Roadrunners in Tucson tonight and tomorrow. Oil Kings home to Prince George tomorrow. Brandon on Sunday. They're in uh, the midst of a six-game homestand. And the U of A Golden Bears hosting the Saskatchewan Huskies at the Claire Drake tonight and tomorrow. We'll hear from head coach Ian Herbers at 1.35 today. That's coming up about an hour or so from now. But up next, after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, we'll talk to Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey on Rogers.